0: Welcome to Sports Beat KC from the Super Bowl in Arizona. It's Wednesday, February eighth, and I'm Blair Kirchhoff. Today we'll take you to a question and answer session with Patrick Mahomes. He does several of these during the week, and the questions range greatly. It's a free-flowing interview session, and Mahomes, as he always does, provides thoughtful responses. He talks about what motivated him at, at the Super Bowl and Sunday's opponent, the Philadelphia Eagles. He speaks to playing in the first Super Bowl with two black starting quarterbacks, and he's asked several questions about Kansas City. Okay, let's hear from Patrick Mahomes at the Super Bowl. All right, guys. Go ahead and fire away, Patrick. You have played in so many big games already at a, a young age. Does does everyone still feel? Does it still feel special? Do you still have that hunger? Oh,
1: 100. Um, percent I think it feels more special uh, the older you get because uh, you you have the failure. You have the failure of not getting to this game and um whenever you're not here and then you get to be back on the stage again i think it gets more special because you never know how
0: many more times you're going to get for all the success that you've had uh, the achievements and the numbers super bowl passer rating numbers are, are low for you can that be a
1: source of motivation um i think you just take motivation from the loss that you had uh i mean i know what it feels like to win the super bowl now and uh, to lose the super bowl and um Winning it, even though I didn't, I didn't play my best game. I came through when it counted, um, and was able to win it. And then the, the loss, obviously, I, I left everything out there. But we, you lose, and that feeling you have in the locker room after is it's a terrible feeling because you're so close to your ultimate prize. And so you take motivation from that and try to do whatever you can to make sure that you have that that winning feeling because that's one that you can have forever as well. Patrick, yeah, Patrick. Um, so in terms of this, the history that you and to Hurts are making this year, first ever two black quarterbacks. What does it mean for you to be doing this with Jalen Hurts and making that history? Why you make
0: this game?
1: Yeah, no, it's, a, it's it's special, and I think we we talked about it the entire week, and it's it's something that it, it's been way long overdue. I um, mean, you, you've seen a lot of quarterbacks that I haven't had this opportunity that we've had and it took up the quarterbacks before us to pave the way. And so uh, for us to be in this moment on this stage and be able to show where we've come as a, as a league um, this will be just the start of it, just the beginning of it. And we want to make sure that we set the stage for future generations to come. And second question, you, know, you you attribute a lot of your arm strength and your arm talent to playing baseball as a kid. You played shortstop out of curiosity. I don't know how much baseball you watch, but is there a shortstop that you can look at now in the MLB that you think is the best in the league? Uh, the best in the league? Uh, that's a hard one, but I think Bobby Witt Jr. is coming for that crown at some point. Hey, Patrick. Patrick uh, uh, quick questions for you. What about the ankle? Of course, I know you're going to be fine, you're going to play, of course, but can you take us through what the rehab recovery process would be this week? Yeah, it's very similar. I mean, you're in the treatment room as much as possible. you got to make sure you get your rehab in. you got to make sure you get the, the mo- mo- mobility right, everything like that. Um, luckily, you, got, you had an extra week, so that helps out a ton. Um, but uh, you still just try to get wherever you can to be close as you can to 100% by game day. And you've talked about that sort of view of it. From two years ago. What about yourself have you learned? What have you changed in preparation over those two years to get to this Yeah, I think the, the best thing I've learned as a at the quarterback position is not trying to do too much. Uh, just just whenever stuff's not going your way, like last the last game, the Bengals game, we had that fumble, that dumb fumble of the fourth quarter. Just not letting those mistakes compound each other and just getting back to the game plan and, and whatever I can do to have a positive play and trusting in my teammates. That's something that I've learned over these last few years is that you can't do it all by yourself. It takes your teammates from the team around
0: you. What do you think about your legacy? How do you compartmentalize not worrying about legacy
1: and going out and winning this game? Um, I am still so early in my career. I mean, I, I feel like all I focus on is winning the day. You know, how can I get better today to prepare myself for the end of the week and uh, this game that we're playing in? And I've always thought that if you go out there and handle business the right way and do what you do and you win football games, that stuff handles itself. Um, and so I never really think about my legacy after football. That will be something that I think about after I'm done playing.
0: Patrick, how valuable was that work you guys did off season in Texas, working with the guys, the new guys, Juju and Marquez, and now especially now that you've made it
1: this far? Yeah, I mean, obviously it was valuable of those guys getting up to speed fast, and and them having the ability to step right in and have success. But I think more than that, it was about building those relationships. Um, that when times got tough, you have this this built relationship with these guys that you can lean on. And so when everything's not perfect, um, and everything's not going our way, we 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 have a brotherhood and something
0: that we can lean on to help us get through those times. Speaking of brotherhood, Travis Kelsey said that you guys were brothers last night, You know, he and Jason. Are you close to Jason at all? Is there a relationship between you two guys at all?
1: Yeah, I've got to hang out with Jason multiple times now just because... Um, like you said, me and Travis are like brothers, and I feel like his family is like uh, one of my, my second families. And so uh, I'm always, after every game, it's either he's at my house or I'm at his house, and we bring both friend groups together. And I, I remember my wedding and uh, like the bachelor party and then my wedding day to see Travis, like with my, my friends, it, you would have thought they were, grew up together. That's, that's just, it goes both ways. I mean, like we, we've we kind of joined each other's friend groups and kind of become brothers throughout the, just the, our relationship on the football field. What do you like, see in the play of Jalen Hurts? Uh, I mean, he's a special player, and, and obviously I think people always saw his running ability, but the way he's able to develop as a passer, um, he, can t- he can execute it and take advantage of whatever's on the football field, and um, whenever you work that hard and you leave everything on the field every single time, the guys follow you, and I think that's the most special thing that not, not everybody has, the, build- the ability to have people that are older than you that have that have put in the work as well follow you on that football field to whatever whatever means necessary and so he has a special ability to have guys that will follow him and that's why he's in the position that he's in today. Hey just wanna let you know
0: that if you want a
1: bodyguard or an offensive line I'm here for you. Oh yeah I mean we're a great defensive line so we might need you right there man. <laughs> <laughs> so next <let's> go <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I've been lucky enough to have a great uh, support system around me my entire life, and uh, obviously, my family is is the biggest part of that. And the way they supported me and following my dreams, and not and not just being a baseball player, not just being a basketball player, but the following dreams, whatever that is. And so, um, them telling me to be the best me that I can be, no matter what it is, that's helped me be uh, be in the position I'm in today. Yeah, I mean, I think that my faith is, plays a role because I have no added pressure of, of trying to win, like trying to win, and that's all that my life means. I know that I, I'm in this position for a bigger picture at the end of the day, and so obviously I want to win and I want to go out there and and uh, have success in the football field. But I know that I, I have something I can always lean on and a uh, reason that i have stayed on that football field. You. Have you been
0: here three times in six years. When you see how great is going away after so many years at this age. Do you see yourself playing at that? in this same stage,
1: like 19 years or 18 years from now? Uh, yeah, I mean, it seems far away, uh, for sure. But uh, you want to play as long as possible. Um, what, Tom do- what Tom has done, I don't know if that will be matched to the way that he's able to play the 45 and I mean he's retiring but I mean he still had a very high level season that he played he's just choosing to retire and so um the way he's able to take care of his body and to prepare himself is unmatched um and so I just try to learn from guys like that and then prolong my career as long as possible and God willing I stay healthy and I'm able to play until until I'm ready to retire and I can say I retired and I didn't um, my body didn't quit on me. Thank you. Patrick, speaking of time he gave you some advice can you share with uh, I'm not going to share exactly what the advice was, but uh, I mean, he always gives me the best advice because he's been here, man. He's, he's been in every situation that you could be in in the NFL, and he's had obviously a lot of positives, but he's got to deal with some failures as well. And so, uh, to be able to learn from the greatest of all time at, at the quarterback position, um, I'm going to take that advice every single time. Did you know that Peyton
0: Manning offered Taylor Hurts some advice?
1: I didn't know that, man. I'm, I'm friends with Peyton as well, so I need to make sure that he gives me some advice as well. <laughs> Patrick, to
0: brought to the Chiefs and how was that transition for him into the
1: offense? Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously he's super talented and he's physically gifted. He's bigger than I think a lot of people understand. And how he's able to run routes with those physical routes in between. Um, but uh, I think what, what the biggest thing is, the joy that he brings in the building every single day and the, the work, the work ethic. I mean, he is a guy that works his tail off when he's in the building, and he's kind of become one of those leaders in the the receiving room. And it's cool to see because we had, I mean, other than McCole, we had all brand new receivers in that receiving room, and those guys have grown together and built a brotherhood that that now they don't care who has the, who gets the catches, and you see that on the football field every week is a different guy that seems like they have a big game. And Patrick, you spoke
0: obviously about standing on the shoulders of those who came before you as a mm-hmm. black quarterback. You were recruited coming out of high school any sense that you were being pigeonholed even like against Texas career years a defensive back because, I don't know if it was of that reason but
1: did you have any sense of that? Yeah I mean I don't know if it was necessarily pigeonholed because of the race but uh, I mean i just definitely I didn't I didn't have the normal quarterback background or I, I played a lot of different sports. Um, I played I started quarterback at a late late a late uh, time in my career um, and so they didn't know exactly who I was at the quarterback position yet. And so um, I, I don't know if it was the race. I'm sure that could have played a part in it a little bit. But uh, at the same time, uh, I think it was just me having kind of growing up so differently than other, other guys, especially in the Texas high school football uh, kind of mold. And you still think you could have been a DB if you, if you had to? I, I don't think I could have been a DB because I don't like tackling people. <laughs> so I, I would have been great at, at reading the quarterback's eyes and knowing the concepts. But I, I do not like tackling people. And even when I played DB, I had like – Five or six interceptions but I had like thirty tackles in like an eleven game season, so you know I wasn't really filling the the run gaps and everything like that. Hey, Patrick. How excited were you when that day you came back to the organization and how did you change? Yeah, no, I mean, I was extremely excited because I built a, such a great relationship with, with Nags that first year. Um, and so, obviously, I was happy for him that he was able to go to Chicago and have some success and then have some failures, and he learned from those things. And so um, it's cool when you get a different a different mind that's been outside the, org- uh, the organization for a little bit in the coaching staff because they have new ideas. And so um, we talk about stuff, and we have di- uh, different concepts that we'll, we'll work into our game plan because he's worked with them and had success with them, and, he, and then he's worked with some that haven't had success. So it's always great to get new coaches, in the building, especially ones that you built relationships with. Patrick, you have a great story
0: about how you with your dad has his love and guidance
1: you achieve your dreams. You dad, you yeah, my, my dad, means, he means the world to me, man. I mean, he's, he set an example for me of how you have to go through this business. I mean, he dealt with a lot of positives and he was in the, in the MLB at an early age, but he also battled in, in the minor leagues for a long time and he just followed, kept following his dream and following his dream. And he was able to make it to a World Series and he. And he, and he played for I think like 15 to 20 years of just baseball in general and it showed me that no matter if it's not you're not having success at that moment you continue to follow your dreams you'll you'll make it and uh, that's something that uh, meant a lot to me growing up oh it's one that I think everybody says but he still says it to me this day and he says players make plays and that's all he ever says to me is at the end of the day players make plays Patrick
0: Tony Dungy was the first African-American coach a coach in the Super Bowl, but I got a question for you. You and Jaylen are both African American, but you're both Christians. Tell me what that means.
1: Yeah, I think you, I think you see that we're, we're very we're very uh, um, aware, and we have no added pressure because we know who we are and what we're playing for. And so, it's obviously we want to win. We want to have success. Um, but at the end of the day, we know why we're stepping on that field,
0: and it's for a much, much bigger reason. Did you ever think you'd be in this position, I know playing football, but to have this kind of impact and platform that you have?
1: No, I've been blessed, man, and I understand I'm blessed, and I understand the platform that I have. That's why I try to do whatever I can to be the best role model that I can be and do, do things the right way every time I'm on the field.
0: Patrick, I wanted to ask about Mike Kafka. He's one of the candidates here for the Cardinals. I know you talked about him last night, but what kind of person and coach is he? How will he help Kyler Murray? Yeah, he's
1: a, first off, he's a, he's a great person. I mean, the way he, I mean, our families were able to hang out. He would have us over for dinners and stuff like that. Um, and we built a great relationship and, and friendship, really, even between coach and player. And so, obviously, he's a great person, but I think how detailed he is, um, he taught me a ton about me coming from the air raid to, to being an NFL quarterback. And even sometimes when I thought it was annoying, it, it's made me a better quarterback because he made sure I, I focused on the details every single day I stepped in the building. I um, I think that's why he would he would help Kyler even uh, a ton too, because he it would bring a different system to Kyler. Um, I, I love Cliff too, so he brought a different system where he learned a different style of NFL offense from a different way. And so it'll be it's always great when you can get more and more coaches in the building that you can learn from that have learned from a, a lot of great coaches uh, around them. Mike just talked to me about those details that he holds it on and things that he shared with you over the years, like the most ridiculous examples he was giving me of things that he tried to teach you to pay attention to, just so you could take in the entire environment. Is there one specific? specific small detail that may seem dumb to us but maybe of you that you can lock in well, that's part of your prep here for this week? Yeah I think um well what Taff, they used to make us do is we did these things called read sheets um and he'd make every quarterback in the room read it over the progression of the play every single time and it used to it used to kill me when I got to year three or four I was like man I know these in my sleep but he made me go through my progressions and read them and like I was reading on the football field and so when you get in those tough moments you can lean back on that stuff and so uh, those reteams, man, they used to. You guys chat, hitting about them. They used to kill me and him read them. Uh, but I know when I'm in those crucial moments, I can just get through my progressions because I've had those relationships and I, with Kafka and the way he's able to really focus in on the details. Oh, we still do it. I- I've modified it a little bit now. I-, I do it, I do it. but then I'll do it once, and then I'm like, all right, we can move on. I don't let every other uh, – me, chat read it, and then Shane maybe, and then after that we just keep moving on. Uh,
0: how, important, how important was it for Coach to put into the basic game plan last week so that you, your young guys can understand before you got here with all
1: this? Yeah, no, I think Coach Reed does a great job of it because um, if, if you look, I mean, it's such a – if you try to keep adding to the game plan when you have a week like this, I think you lose some of the stuff. You lose some of those great plays because you have too much – stuff in and there's of so this stuff going on so to get the game plan in a week early then you travel you have bus rides where you go to the practice facility where guys can study the game plan even more and more um, and it's just like review now it's not necessarily hey we're adding new stuff like how do I correct this stuff on the fly and so coach Reed does a great job of it I mean obviously last week you want to have those some extra off days and you get a couple early in the week but at the same time you know when you get here now you can focus on the details and focus on what you need to do to succeed on the field he had you in pads yesterday what was that like Did you get that? the pads yeah I mean that's Coach Reed, so Reed, uh, you you do it, but uh, we weren't we weren't we weren't necessarily expecting the pads. He told us about last week, but I don't we didn't do that the first year I was at the Super Bowl, but uh, he, he has a reason for the madness um, and we follow that lead because you know that he knows what he's doing and that's why we uh, we're in this position today. actually
0: next year we have two more we have two
1: more Yeah, I mean, I think we still have time. We still have a long ways to go. I mean, you still see the the stereotypes whenever guys come out to the draft and stuff like that. And so I think it just takes – us to keep talking about it, honestly. I mean, us to put it on a platform like this and for guys like me and Jalen to be in this game and show that we can have consistent success every single year. And um, I, I said it yesterday. I mean, there's so many guys that came before me that are obviously known. You got Doug Williams and, and, and Warren Moon and all these quarterbacks that, that have had great careers. But you look at the guys that didn't make it and how they grinded through. And those guys are who set the platform for us to be in this spot. And so I'm just going to continue to try to evolve the game the best I can and show about my work ethic and how we play every single year, year in and year out, um, so that one day when hopefully I'm, I'm Doug Williams and I'm looking back on these guys when i even talking about this because we've 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 evolved the game so much. So uh, I, saw, I
0: saw guys in Miami where the white uh, shirts on travel day this time just kind of more business like. Is that a sign of something? Yeah more like a business trip and
1: not like something you to do? I wouldn't say necessarily that was a sign. We, we, we thought we tried to think of something. We didn't want to go back to the Hawaiian church because that's already been done and anything like that. I was I was trying to get the guys to get the, the fake mustaches like Coach Reed drew on me on the plane, but I couldn't get enough guys to do it. So uh, we didn't end up, we just ended up rolling how we usually roll and uh, we're always having fun. I mean, we're, it's always a business trip to us and we understand what's at the top of mind, but we like to enjoy it while we're here. And I, I talked to Mike Ward, right? how much is- was he in high school and his high school human, and he said he he beats you in everything, Oh no! He, he, Greg used to beat me in everything, dude. Like I, people don't understand how great of an athlete Greg was in high school. Man, he played—he played everything. Um, They—I—I I was up twenty, I think twenty-one to zero in my, my junior year of high school, when he was a senior. Um, and they came back and beat us. So uh, it, it's a—they uh, had some great players over there. Um, they were a rival high school. We ended up beating them once they were gone, but all the great players were gone. So, uh, but Greg used to beat me in everything. I'm just hoping I can get some payback this week.
0: Go to KansasCity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says start a subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening.
1: Um, I would say it took me about a year three or four to start a master in the offense. and um, I, 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 could, I could run the offense and, and make plays work with so many talented players around me. Um, but to be able to understand the offense and know where to I, I have those little free plays that I can get those easy yards, that took me a while. And I think it takes every quarterback a while. That's why it's sometimes hard to kind of – we quit on quarterbacks so early now, and I'm like it's it, it's hard to, to really learn where those little sneaky free freebie plays are in the, in the offense. And so that's why I'm glad that I had the time that I had. I got to sit behind a great quarterback in Alex Smith. I had a lot of great players around me, and then by the time that I needed to learn and master the offense, I was ready. And so that's why I'm glad that I'm in the place that I'm at. Patrick,
0: how would you describe the relationship among you, Andy, and Brett, and how significant do you think that is in what you guys were published?
1: Yeah, it's, it's special, man. Um, the whole whole organization, I mean, all the way up to Clark Hunt, everybody's on the same page. Um, and obviously, we, we made some huge moves this offseason, but there was a plan. Uh, I think that was a big, there a, there's a plan from the owner all the way down to the, the equipment and to the, the training staff. We had a plan of how we were going to how we were gonna execute and how we were going to be back in this position. And uh, that, that speaks to the organization, the relationship that we have is everybody's on the same page. We know what the goal is and how we're going to achieve it. And I think that, that speaks to Coach Reed, that speaks to Brett Beats, Clark Hunt, um, um, and all the players that we have in this building. And are you apt to actually contact Brett and talk to him about things,
0: or you'll respond to him when he talks, asks you about? It, I, guess. I
1: Well, I, I've, I've always said that like when I'm done playing, I might want to go to the G and roll. So I'll ask him some stuff about like I've already I've already hit some guys up like, how was the Senior Bowl or how was the East West Shrine Game? Um, just because I, I like that type of stuff. I like I like looking at guys and future guys and not necessarily building our team or anything like that, but I like to see who, who the good players are and what they think about them. And so um, that's just stuff that I'm interested in and. We'll talk about everything. I mean, uh, Brad will talk to me about, he talks to me about Formula One, it seems like every single week, man. He, he's like, and I, I understand it. I've watched some of the drive to survive stuff. But he acts like I'm like in the, in the weeds and, and really understand it. And I'm like, man, I understand what you're saying a little bit. i know the main guys, but I
0: can't, I can't be as detailed as you are. While you're on that, you think about future ownership ever as you've made these investments in other teams? I mean, I know it's generational away, but I
1: mean, is, is that in your mind? Um, I, I mean, obviously, I would love to. I mean, I, I've, I've been able to, luckily enough, be in ownership of other sports, um, and I'm gonna try to keep climbing that ladder. But I'm gonna need a lot more money, so I'm gonna have to make sure that I, I find a way to get some more money off the field, more State Farm commercials.
0: I you heard your dad last week say that at the draft you sport the Bears. The Is that how that went?
1: Down? I wouldn't. My dad took it a little far, <laughs> so I, it wasn't that I thought the Bears were gonna draft me. But I was, I was told that if they drafted a quarterback, that I would be the quarterback that they drafted. And I wasn't necessarily directly from their, their people, but that, that was told to my camp that I was told. So it, it did surprise me a little bit. Um, but they told me they weren't drafting a quarterback, so that was the most surprising thing at, at all. So um, it, he acted like they were going to draft me for sure in that interview, and I was like, I don't know if it was that serious. But they, they did say if a quarterback was drafted, I would be the guy they drafted. So when
0: they straight up, and then they called different guys' name.
1: It, it, it did catch me by surprise a little bit. I mean um, – I wasn't I wasn't uh, extremely extremely worried about it. I mean I at the time when I came out of the draft I was predicted to be a second or third round pick. So I was just happy and happy to get drafted into the first round and I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I wanted to get drafted here at the KC Chiefs I think it's well documented, so I was glad that I ended up getting drafted here. Nagy, Nagy did give me the answers. He he uh, he threw me a little sneak a sneak peek uh, of what we were gonna have the next day, but I, I still to this day think it was a test because if he gave me the sneak peek and I didn't get the answers right, then they would have looked even worse. So he, he would have made sure that I was going to study and I was up to like, 3 or 4 in the morning making sure I was going to be great for Coach Reed. Patrick, do you get to see the
0: uh, the rookie DBs every week in practice, and you guys have a multitude of them. What have you seen in their progression this year that's made them provide to go out and have the success that they've had throughout the season? Yeah, I think that they've, they've done well of taking
1: coaching. I mean, I think I saw in training camp, you can see how talented they were. I mean, obviously Trent, I mean, Trent was like a veteran from the day he stepped on the football field. So he, so he was, I knew he was going to be a great player, but then you look at those guys like Joshua Williams and Jalen Watson and a uh, uh, cook and they, they had the talent I and mean, you can see the physical gifts, but you knew that it was going to take some refining. And I think that coach Merritt did a great job of helping teach them. The other veteran guys in our in the building helped help teach them and they learned and learned every single week um, and they got better and better. So, I mean, it was just a great job of, uh, them and their mentality and the coaching around them and, and the guys believing in them. And uh, I, I mean, they've they, they stepped up huge for us and I'll, we need one more big game from them. What was it like specifically watching them in the AFC
0: Championship game? When Jarius goes out first drive, and you watch a lot of that game, there's five rookies on the defense at one, four in the secondary. How impressive was it for you watching those guys go out and shut down a very good Bengals offense?
1: No, I mean, it was extremely impressive. I mean, the receivers that the Bengals have, I mean, they have number one receivers, it seems like, at every position. So uh, for them to step up against some of the best receivers in the league and, and make enough plays to, to help us win when we were struggling as the offense, um, I mean, it was special. And, I mean, it's going to be a lot. Hopefully, in these, these next couple of years, we have one of those lockdown secondaries where so you have all these young guys getting reps, making plays in big games. Um, and so I'm happy for them, man. There are a lot of great kids, man. I'm saying kids like I'm like an old old guy, but there are a lot of great kids, man, that have worked their tail off to be
0: in this position. Patrick, back to being in St. Joseph this past summer, how valuable was that time being with all those new guys on the team, especially now that you sit here about to play in another Super Bowl?
1: Yeah, you build relationships out there, man, and – uh, St. Joe's is an is a awesome place I, I, That Obviously I would want to be sleeping in my own bed You don't know, like be sleeping in the dorms or anything like that But you build those great relationships with the guys man. And I, I, I'm happy that Coach Reed takes us away At least for a couple of weeks And Especially when you get a new team And you're able to sit at the cafeteria Or you go riding in the same car From going to eat at Chick-fil-A Or whatever that is um, You build those relationships with those guys And especially with a new team uh, It helps out when you're in uh, those tough moments in the season So I, I always love that Coach Reed does that but uh, at the same time, I'm like, man, it was still like for like two weeks. I don't know about the whole three and a half weeks. It's a little too long for me not sleeping in my bed.
0: Patrick, now, what's, Patrick, the, Patrick, what's the difference going to be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for you testing the ankle compared to when you were doing the, those days, not really being on it for the AFC? championship game are you going to test it or are you going to
1: yeah I, I, I don't do know things? if I'll I don't know if I'll necessarily test it test it but I'm gonna go and I'm gonna have I'm gonna have, try to have no restrictions um, I mean even the AFC championship game like I was trying to test it and, and practice on it and do those different type of stuff but there'd be a play, maybe if I was rolling out I would just kind of ease up on it or anything like that uh whereas where this week I'm gonna try to go ahead and push it and try to be as close as I can to a hundred percent obviously not trying to tweak it or do anything like that um but uh we've done a great job of this last week and a half of giving it rest when we need to um but still pushing it um, and, and being in the right spot. And then Julie's done a great job at, at the treatment and rehab that we're doing. So it's a it's been a, a great week, I'm, and it's definitely in a better, way better position than it was at uh, before this last game. Um, and I'll try to get as close as I can to 100%. Did that change a couple things in terms of what you could add in on Friday, Saturday if you feel is? I don't know if we'll add in anything different. We have stuff in that we kind of have marked that we're saying like, and we'll see how it feels when we get there Friday and Saturday. But we've ran it at a slower pace, and so we'll get a better feel for that on Friday and Saturday. And if I'm able to do it, we'll 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 leave it in the game plan. And if I'm not, we I mean we got enough plays in that that we'll be okay.
0: Uh, is it normal to play with pain in the NFL? Uh, how is
1: your ankle doing? Oh, the ankle doing way better. Um, it, it's normal to play in pain. I think if you ask all these guys in this room, everybody has something that they're dealing with. Um, and so that's just part of a football season, man. It's a long season. Um, it's a lot of a lot of hits that you have to take at this position, at um, all positions, and uh, you're always going to be dealing with something. So uh, I just try to battle it out with my teammates at the end of the day and find a way to get a win. I mean, so right
0: Mexico? Yeah,
1: yeah. I would say I love all the support. Keep supporting us. Uh, we loved our game in Mexico City. Hopefully, we get back soon. Um, right. um, so this will be the team's third year of
0: the Super Bowl in the past four years. So what's what's unique about this team's
1: yeah, I think it's the culture that we have built. Um, it's a third, a third Super Bowl that we've been in in four years, but I think it's only twelve of us that won the Super Bowl that first year. So it's it's a culture that we've built in this building that uh, everybody kind of passes on. Um, and so even when new guys get in the building, we still have that same mindset of how we do things every single day. And it's special, man. And when I look back on it, I, I think I'll appreciate it even more because how special it's been to be with some of these these key guys and be in all these games. Yeah, I think it, it, it's taken a lot of hard work I mean I think you've seen that over the season we got better and better I mean if you look at the beginning of the season Mar- me and Marquez couldn't find some of those deep shots that we hit in the playoff game this last game and I think that's that's just that's just us building a relationship uh, um, of, of where he's gonna be at at what time um, and I think uh, it'll continue to get better and better and hopefully we get a lot of these guys back next year as well because uh, we've kind of built these great relationships
0: what mm-hmm. way
1: yeah, I had to become more vocal. Um, I had to set—I think I had to set an even higher standard when I when I came through the locker room. I had to make sure I was doing things the right way. And then when we're at practice, and you can feel st- stuff kind of slipping or not being great, to just kind of take command and making sure everything's getting done the right way. I think that's something that I've I've learned over my years, and I've just taken a little bit more command uh, this this last year. Patrick, how did the, how did the team tell you they were going to trade Tyreek, and what was your initial reaction and your feelings about that? Yeah, I mean, my, my initial reaction was why, <laughs> but, uh, but um, they, they, uh, I got a call a couple of days before it happened from uh, Brett Beach and, uh, and, and Coach Reed, and they talked about what it possibly could happen, and obviously I tried to do whatever I could to make sure that we kept Tyreek. I mean, he not only was a special player, but he was a good friend of mine, um, and so um, they, they, we, we tried to make it happen as best as we could, and it obviously didn't, um, but we had a plan for what we were going to do after that and what steps we were going to take, and so I um, Obviously, you never want to lose a generational player. Um, I think everybody's seen that in Miami. Is is he's a generational player, and uh, but we did a great job of recouping and getting a lot of great receivers in here and great, great guys throughout our whole offensive uh, of staff and uh, of players. And so um, we always had we had a plan, and I think that's the biggest thing is when you lose a great like that, you have to make sure you have a plan to replace his production. But yeah, Tell me a little bit about your motivation. Seems like you're motivated all the time. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm always motivated. And it's not about uh, motivation of, of I have to, like, find. It's about just trying to do what I can to win with my teammates. Like, I, I, I we put in so much hard work that when I look back at the end of my career, I don't want to say I have any regrets. I don't, I don't want to say that uh, having all Travis Kelsey and all these special – Special receivers uh, Juju and Marquez around me that I, I didn't leave everything I had on the football field. And I think that's enough motivation. Uh, that's enough motivation for anybody. Is just to say when you look back on your career, you don't have no regrets of how you went out there and competed. Talking but, about motivation, but,
0: tell us a little bit about your family. How important is your family? To you?
1: Yeah, I mean, when you now that I have my like my, my kiddos, man, I have the, the baby boy and the baby girl. Um, it just gives me a new perspective on life and a new appreciation. I mean, it's um, it's been it's been a special run, and Brittany's done a great job of, of, of helping me still focus on football, but be able to be home. But when you get home and, and you got to play, I mean, it gives you another appreciation because you don't want to ever forget those moments. Because when the time comes and your kids ask you how you did it, what would be your answer? How I did it? Um... I would just say I was for love of the game. I mean, for love of the game and the guys I have around me. When I look at it at the end of the day, I think the relationships that I've built are what motivate me every single day. Um, and that's what I try to just always fall back on, is that when are doing times are tough, do whatever you can for the guys that you love around you. And what's the difference between these Patrick with my and the ones that were before in the last Super Bowls? Yeah, I think it's just a new perspective. Uh, you understand and appreciate it even more because you, you've had the failure and you've dealt with the failure and had to find a way to get back on this stage. And so um, I think guys have a new perspective on how how awesome and amazing this game is even more than i had the last time patrick, patrick.
0: patrick your dad showed you satchel page moves when you were elaborate
1: on that and, and your connection to the Negro leagues and player. Yeah, my dad. Uh, so I don't know if I don't know if there's video of it. My dad used to do all the different windups and all the different uh, the, the turning your back all the way, the, the throwing your hand around in a circle, all that different type of stuff. Especially at the end of his career, and so I got to see a lot of that stuff as I, as I grew up. And um, he always told me why he was doing it. And I think getting into the League museum and seeing even a more descriptive more informative way of, of how much the Negro Leagues, Negro Leagues impacted not only the MLB but all sports in general uh, gave me a perspective of how great those players
0: were and, and why I'm standing here today. And Bob tried to ask you about your own sense of maybe uh, your game having some motivation out of that. I mean, is that something you can actually yeah, I,
1: see? Yeah, I think it's just you see that the creativity that they had is they, they obviously played at such a high level but they enjoyed it while they did and I think mean, that's what you see with me on the football field and my entire team is we, we play at a high level and we, we take this thing serious. Right? But at the same time, we're going to have fun and enjoy it while
0: we do it. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our Sportsbeat KC staff of George Howard, Jeff Rosen, Scott Chasen, Monty Davis, and Randy Mason. Hey, today's morning sports edition was a record 86 pages with the first 40 or so devoted to the Chiefs in a tribute to their season. Check it out at livesports.kansascity.com. Also, follow the coverage of the Chiefs in the Super Bowl in the print editions of the Kansas City Star and online at kansascity.com. Thanks for listening. Hey, we'll have shows every day from the Super Bowl, so please continue to join us talking sports in Kansas City every day.